Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spilling the Tea on GovCon. I am Teresa Moon, Director of Business Development for Parabolus. We provide an asset-based lending service that's an alternative to factoring for small and growing government contractors. The purpose of this podcast is to share expert insights and resources to assist with the success and growth of small businesses in the federal marketplace. It's a passion of mine to help in any way I can. My greatest efforts every day are put towards connecting my network with experts, both in government contracting, in industry and government alike, quality information and opportunities to expand their portfolios. Today's guest is a wonderful convergence of all of the above. Our topic today is strategy and market research for GovCons, and our guest is none other, none other than Senior Procurement Analyst for the Department of State, Anna Ehrman. Welcome, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Here. I, I appreciate it so much. I'm, I'm seriously excited and proud to have you on. I was lucky enough to meet you in person after, I'm going to admit, I stalked you a little bit or a lot on LinkedIn for a long time. And I'm not embarrassed to say that only because of the fact that I believe that you're not doing enough quality market research if you don't stalk your industry partners or your competitors or government agency or two to at least a little extent. So, but I'm excited that I have been able to get to know you a little bit, meet you in person, learn from you from some of the events that we've done together. And I'm also excited about what I hope will be a growing friendship that I can say is Definitely due to, and as a result of my friend, Guy Timberlake, who introduces me to most people these days, but welcome. And if you wouldn't mind um, telling our audience a little bit more in detail about yourself and your background. Of course. Uh, so I am a, a procurement nerd for the last 15 uh, plus years. Um, I started uh, in government contracting accidentally, as does everybody. Um, I needed a job in grad school and uh, became a FOIA analyst for um, what was then input, but now uh, it's uh, part of Deltec. So reading contracts, explaining contracts to others, uh, I got to know more about it and was really um uh, found a knack for and, and uh, a weird passion for explaining procurement to uh, to businesses, especially to small businesses, and and leading them through the um, the forest uh, to to find the trees and to find um, to find specific opportunities and help them orient themselves. Um, and um, I love it. That's awesome. And it and you can tell. I mean, I I read your posts regularly. I've seen you in action in person and in some of the events that you've interacted at. And it definitely shows that you have a passion for helping small business. But I think there's a little bit of personal detail that um, adds to your initial passion with advocating for small businesses, isn't there? Uh, perhaps. Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, the typical American dream story, uh, when uh, my family immigrated to the U.S., um, I was 11. So not only was I helping my parents figure out how to do everything in English, um, our native language is Russian. Um, but uh, as my parents decided to start their own small business, uh, of course, the kids had to help out. So um, I, I swore that I would never have a, a, my own small business. But um, I, I think that responsibility and that call to help companies figure out how to navigate and how to understand the language quite literally, uh, whether it's of a new country or of a new uh, customer set. Um, and the fact that the federal government speaks its own language in procurement, it's made up entirely of acronyms. And uh, I have the the legal background and the knowledge to assist. Uh, I, um, I think I can help and I want to. 
and uh, I enjoy doing it. I love that. And I can relate. My family is a, a family full of entrepreneurs. My sisters are both business owners. My father's a business owner. And I'm like you. I have no interest in doing it myself because I know how hard it is to do it. But I'm passionate about assisting those who are brave enough to step into that role and to, um, you know, have the passion that that drives keeping that alive. And so that that's where I think you and I have a lot in common in that perspective of why we do what we do. And I love that. That's why I wanted you to share it. So thank you. Um, when you and I were prepping for this conversation, we chatted a bit about advice for small businesses looking to work in government contracting. And I know that market research is a passion of yours as well in assisting a contractor in knowing the right avenues to navigate so that they're doing things in an effective way. There's a there is a right and a wrong way of doing things. And, and we laugh about it sometimes in some of our circles because there is the, the wrong way is traveled so frequently that if you just some light was shed on it, that most people could eliminate that from their process. So if you wouldn't mind in very layman's terms and, and very simplistically chatting a bit about um, what a business needs to look at to see if they actually are market ready for government contracting. Uh. So uh, very simplistically, if you know the kind of uh, stream of water you're getting into, find the right boat. So what does that mean in government contracting? If, um, if an agency uses specific terminology, and that's down in the weeds, let me start a little higher than that. If an agency or department has a specific mission, understand that you're never selling in a vacuum. So your approach should be with the baseline that your customer reading your capability statement, looking at your website, um, reading your email even, that they have a sense that if they talk to you, you will help them and they won't have to explain their job to you. Um, so with that are some very basic things that any business needs to have, right? It's uh, registering on SAM. I, uh, I almost feel like I don't need to mention it, but every time I don't mention it, I regret it. So register on Sam. More than that, finish that whole application and click that small business profile and fill out the capabilities narrative and the keywords. Use that as your search engine optimization for federal contracting. Put things in that are very specific. So if federal agencies are searching for you, they could find you. Generic words like consulting uh, or technology or optimization, they're useless. Be very specific because government humans, uh, government buyers and program people are looking for specific solutions. So can they find you among the sea of other small businesses? If not, you've got some work to do. And that's great advice because I know that when I'm advocating and consulting with businesses on my end, potential clients, I get a lot of that. I ask, one of my first questions is, what do you do? Oh, I'm a consultant. Well, that's great. What are you consulting about? And they just kind of, well, whatever they need me to. And it's like, oh, that's not going to work. I'm going to have to introduce you to someone that's going to help you narrow that focus a little bit because that's a that's a big, that's a full pie that you're going after and not a specific area. And and I think that's a great segue into this next area of, of when we start to really target specific customers and knowing who needs or wants your services or products? I mean, that's important. You can't just, in the old days with sales, we used to call it spray and pray, walk around and throw your business card at everyone that you're talking to and pray that someone calls you back. That's almost where some businesses tend to, to lie with. I can, I can do whatever they need me to do. 
Um, so they just need to call me. And, and I know that that's not a, a great, effective uh, mindset in government contracting. So um, can you talk a little bit about how they can designate who wants them and, and why they should? Uh, so understanding your uh, your reason for existence uh, or in government contracting, understanding your differentiator is step one. Uh, federal agencies, if we're talking about small business, uh, many small businesses start with, I'm a small woman-owned business in a hub zone, and I've been in business for 15 years. Um, I could, you know, this, this may sound callous, but who cares? What I care about is that you could deliver something that meets my need. And the need isn't a woman-owned business. The need is a, uh, whatever the mission is, whether it is to build a new embassy in Cairo or deliver pens to Philadelphia. Can you do that? And if I cannot easily figure out that you can do the specific thing I'm asking for, then you won't even come up in a search. You won't, um, you won't be responsive to any market research. The way that federal agencies consider small business is once a requirement is defined, we do the market research to determine whether that requirement could be met by setting aside for small business. So the way that we look at small business is in connection to that specific need. It's not, are there 15 women-owned small businesses, but are there two or more responsive and responsible women-owned small businesses for this requirement? And I, I need to very easily make that determination. Think about the federal buyer and the federal program office and the federal contracting officer. They are spending taxpayer dollars in a very scrutinized, very visible, very auditable environment. They don't want to make mistakes. They are There are severe penalties um, for making erroneous judgments, whether it's an official penalty or a protest, which is still a lot of uh, a lot of work and a lot of heartache. Um, they will be risk averse, they will be conservative, and they will not err on the side of a chance. So you need to appear very, uh, very unlike a chance, you need to appear as a sure thing. How's that? That I mean, that's incredible, because I know, because you do this all the time, that that sounds you know, very base level. But I think that's exactly what people are missing for the most part. I have met some very prolific entrepreneurs. Um, but the problem is, is that the majority of them are SMEs. They're subject matter experts and they don't know enough about the agencies that need what they, they have or what their services that they can provide to adequately respond to requests. And, and so it's important for them to know what you're looking for on your side. And, and, I, and I love that there's been an open communication through multiple agencies that I've seen re most recently, but you all at the Department of State are completely committed to being open and transparent about this isn't a, you know, a, a game. We're not trying to play any games with anyone. This is what we're looking for. So give us this information. And um, being open about that and having conversations where um, industry partners can learn and small business owners can learn about what exactly you're looking for in terms of giving them the chance to be to have that opportunity, I think is enormously valuable. And so it, it's great to break it down at this level, because even the smartest of, you know, technical 
people or the smartest at whatever they do doesn't necessarily translate into success in government contracting. Just because you're the best doesn't mean you're going to win. You have to be able to articulate it so that people know based off of the need that you're the one that they want. And I think, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. However, it is very basic in the approach to you're asking for specific things. Tell me those things. Don't tell me everything around it. Um, So I love it. And I appreciate your approach with that. It's great. Um, So once you designate a specific agency that you want to target, you designate what the products or services and how they align to the mission of that specific agency. How can you look at yourself, you know, in the mirror, like you and I chatted about to recognize whether or not you are procurement ready? Um, You know, you, you talked a little bit with me about businesses needing to stay in their lane. I think Small businesses tend to get super excited when they like little kids in candy stores, when they win a contract award. And because of that, they start wanting, you know, to go after everything. Then I'm, I'm on fire. I don't want to stop. Um, can you discuss some of, you know, what, what you see and how you can advise companies on, you know, not wasting their time and staying focused? <laughs> uh, absolutely. So uh, this is uh... I think this is the the difficult uh, challenge here, especially when companies get excited, especially when there's a win under the belt and they want to capitalize on that. And I I certainly understand. Um, Talk to your customer, Uh, get a debrief, whether you win or lose, so that you understand from the customer's perspective why they picked you. Um, it may be something that you are cemented on and you um, you understand and you realize is your differentiator, or maybe they picked up on something that you kind of dismissed or, or have taken for granted. Um, asking your customer and staying in communication with them about other similar needs, um, and especially if it's a services contract, you are there um, talking to your customer every week, every day. Uh, train your staff, train your feet on the ground um, operations folks to listen for challenges, listen for problems, to be uh, consultative. And I think uh, Jaime Gracia from our, our um, industry liaison spoke at, uh, at the event we were at yesterday about wanting to have that dialogue and um, that consultative relationship with industry because we are often not the subject matter experts. That's why we have contractors. And if we've always been doing things one way, but there is a better mousetrap out there, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, preferably in a way that is not a proposal right off the bat. You want to have that dialogue. You don't want it always to be um, an across the table kind of relationship, but, but communicating that is important. Um, also, as you're spending resources, time and money, responding to RFIs, responding to, uh, to sources, sought notices within a specific uh, agency, bureau, department, office, understanding their environment. So uh, if you're responding to a source sought for, um, I don't know, cloud services, the cloud services doesn't happen in a vacuum. Office supplies don't happen in a vacuum. Understanding who are the other vendors providing products and services to that same office and customer what are the other major projects they have? What are some contracts that are going on now, recently awarded, expiring in the next year or two? What are some other market research efforts that they have uh, going on? Um, I know that sounds like a lot of reading, but 
understanding the big picture of what your customer is dealing with and what their other needs are will help you deliver your service better because you'll have more context. And it will also be um, contributing to making you a better teaming partner as a prime contractor or as a subcontractor, because you'll be able to share those opportunities with your industry partners, help your government customer find the best vendor, which may not be you, which may be another excellent consultative service you provide. I can't do this, but here's how you can get it. That shows some honesty and um, ability to assist without necessarily uh, there being a contract in place. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so- uh, uh, I think so, that's just a good I, business I practice across the board, right? Being um, able to see there's lots of opportunity, being able to share um, information with someone else so that the role can be filled by the best possible person is going to put you to the top of front forefront of someone's mind as someone that you'd want to work with. I mean, we all do that. I, I strive to do that all the time. If I can't provide you what I do, I'd love to be able to, uh, refer you to a partner of mine that can assist with either whatever you need or an additional service that is outside of what I particularly do. So I, I think that's wonderful that you bring that to our attention as well. I think you also, to your point of um, knowing what the existing contract is being worked, who the, who is working that contract and being able to research what they do and what else they're working on will help you be more competitive in the marketplace too. So it is important to know your competitors and what they are working on to potentially expand and grow or do better what they've been chosen at that you weren't because there's, there's a reason for them having been selected. And um, I think that's great, great information. I think a lot of people don't know that they can ask you questions, that they can come to you and ask you in an open dialogue, why'd you pick me? Or what could I have done differently? And, and I know there's some parameters, of course, around those conversations, but there is the ability to do so. And I think that being encouraged to do that can help people not spin their wheels on certain time, on, you know, spending time and money to try to get in on opportunities that might not be a good fit for them. So I love that you pointed that out. I think it's, it's very important. Um, and, and you, you do a great job of breaking it down for a way in a way that people can understand and see it as a, it's a, a need and want situation. And so don't waste your time doing too much fluff. Um, I think when people get excited, they think bells and whistles are what is going to attract the most attention. And, you know, that's the one thing I've learned. I haven't been in government contracting for very long, but I've understood the fact that things are done a certain way and that way doesn't change very frequently. And so trying to reinvent the wheel doesn't necessarily put you to the top of the heap when it comes to a process. Um, process has stayed pretty status quo um, across the board for a long time. And the faster people recognize that, the better off they are in spending their time providing information in a framework that's already provided for them instead of trying to, you know, get flashy. So um, I definitely appreciate that, you know, down to earth approach that you have. And um you know, I, I'd love for you to be able to share any upcoming events or speaking engagements because of the fact that it's so easy to learn from you. Um, and, and like you said, to your point yesterday, um, you know, Jaime Gracia did a wonderful job of relaying that information. I think some people need to hear that from the top down of 
Um, you know, the, the industry and the government partners want to hear from each other. And that give and take of information is beneficial on both sides. And I think that's wonderful. So are there any upcoming events or speaking engagements that you yourself will be at or that the Department of State is putting on that our uh, listeners can attend? Yeah, thank you. Um, so I I am doing a, a series of market research webinars with the Virginia PTAC. So virginiaptac.org, and you don't have to be a Virginia company to register, but I think it's we're doing it th all through the summer on Fridays. Um, so that, uh, you know, grab your coffee. Uh, the Department of State is doing uh, a, a a one-day event, uh, in-person event in Charleston, South Carolina on June 9th. Uh, we have a significant back office operation, Comptroller and some contracting in South Carolina. I believe there are other agencies that will be there as well, and that's on our website. On August 24th, uh, the Department of State is uh, having a subcontracting-focused uh, small business conference, and that will be virtual. And uh, for, for those of you in, uh, in Oklahoma, uh, I'm actually going out to the Oklahoma uh, PTAC uh, ICBS show in August. And that is with the Oklahoma PTAC and one of the Tribal uh, Procurement Technical Assistance Center. So I'm excited to do that. That's uh, part of my HubZone portfolio and I'm thrilled to be working with companies all over the country. That's awesome. And I know you've got a, you've got a soft spot for PTAC because you've done a lot of work with them for a long time. And I think that's wonderful access that you're giving those businesses too, because a lot of times those are the newest of the new. And so being able to have uh, ability to meet with you and chat with you will help with their growth in the, in the process. And I think that's wonderful that you engage at that level. I encourage everyone to join those Friday webinars because I have to imagine those are going to be completely informative. And I actually know of a couple of people who are going to the event on June 9th. Um, so I, that the access that your department is doing to provide information is going to really help these businesses know if there are opportunities to be had and how to go up, go about it. And, and I love that. I think that's the, the best case scenario. And, and I hope that you guys continue to be prolific and in, in putting out information like that, because it's amazingly helpful. And, and I will help promote that as well um, through social media and on our websites um, so that businesses that work with us or, or network with us know and have access to that too. So that's wonderful. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you the final word. Um, I'd love for you to be able to share any tips or best practices that might be something that a business doesn't know, but or knows and doesn't put it into practice. <laughs> So there, there is so much information there about federal agencies. So that, that's why I always talk about focusing. Uh, but the more you dig down, the better you get to know a particular department, agency, bureau, office. Um, start to listen to the people making decisions and um, setting policy. Follow them on social media. Listen to their briefings. Um, understand what circles your customers travel in, where they get their professional and peer education, and start having those conversations and building those relationships. If you want to be where their customers are, figure out who those federal people are and go, go meet them, go build those relationships. That's great advice. And, and take a little bit from me and you, you know, do a little bit of LinkedIn stalking and, and find out and kindness goes a long way. So reaching out and saying something nice about something that you've learned or, um, you know, that something was informative and it helped you gain a contract or gain perspective. Even um, I always encourage people to uh, lead with kindness. It's free. 
and it goes a long way and you're very accessible and you put out a lot of information. So I encourage people to follow you on LinkedIn as well, because you're always putting out great information for, uh, for the business community and, and federal contracting. And so I am super grateful that you joined me today. I appreciate all of your expert and advice and, and input. And I am looking forward to seeing you again soon. I'm up in the DMV quite often and, and I love being able to catch up with you when I'm there. And I'm just very grateful for you joining us today. Thank you, Teresa. And thank you for the sunshine. And uh, I, I can't wait to see you next. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you all for joining us. This is Spilling the Tea on GovCon. I am Teresa Moon, Director of Business Development for Parabolis. And I hope that you'll follow us this summer. We have a lot of exciting events that we will be attending and hosting. And as always, I'll be putting on this show as often as I possibly can when I'm not traveling. So thank you all for being here and I'll see you all soon.